As you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell, you will see through the fog a bend in reality, a veil that is beyond your own comprehension. It's the other side, beyond the void. That's right, it's episode 323, and today we're going to be talking about movies of the rat variety. So you're going to want to get your Splenda, your peanut butter, and your mouse traps, or your rat traps. Your pest control. Yeah, get your sticky foot pads out, you know, that you might want to put on on the ground where they just writhe around in agony <laughs> for days on end until they starve themselves to death. Uh, the most humane way possible. <laughs> or we could just get some cheese. Yeah, yeah. Poison it with some uh, Drano or something, you know. <laughs> Give it some, uh, oh, Does that work? transmission fluid. Oh. You can put it in there and mix it up. It's all oh. sweet and delicious. Nice. Anyway. <laughs> so, yes, we're going to be doing ratas. Movies about rats or rat people, rather, that are half rat and half human. And all disturbing. <laughs> so we're going to be watching Rat Boy from 1986 and... Rat Man from 1988. One is a wannabe, reverent, irreverent comedy that would be like Teen Wolf or The Boy Who Could Fly... <laughs> But a complete tragedy in that department. <laughs> it's not a horror movie at all, which is Rat Boy. Uh, but it's so weird. I think it fits for our crowd. You know what I mean? Like, I totally think you guys would get a kick out of this. And then Rat Man, which is about a biologically engineered man who has... Half man, half rat. Yeah, he took the sperm of a rat... <laughs> which don't ask me how they figured oh no no wait no i'm sorry he said sperm of a human that's right right i'm like how do you get rat sperm anyway <laughs> i mean the process is really just baffling to me but anyway uh he says he took human sperm sperm <laughs> and put it in the ovum of a rat pussy Gross. I'm sorry. It's just disgusting. But yeah. And apparently it has uh, poison. It, it, it somehow fucked up its DNA. So now it has become poisonous when it bites you, which is even more horrific. Tragic. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be uh, rat magic, tastic film making. You guys, these are some of the top movies of history. Uh, if you look anywhere, you're going to find these at the top of the list, nowhere near the bottom, because they're just amazing feats of cinema. 
actually no they're, they're really considered some of the worst uh movies ever i don't even know if we should even do the uh weirdest fuck wonders on this one to be honest with you i mean i, oh. guess, I guess they are kind of weird they're but weird i don't know about like but they're they're not bizarre but they're they're what they are bizarre what are you talking about i guess you're right i don't know is this a weirdest fuck wonders yes, episode is what i I'm think saying? so okay you told me it was I said it might be. I didn't know what these movies were like. I've never seen them before. I prepared myself for weird as fuck wonders, and I do think, but they, you know. You do think what? They're weaker. Okay. Well, we'll get into that. Fuck it. I don't care. We can switch positions, whatever. It's going to be hard to score these anyway, because they're just fucking weird. Just weird movies. and um, But they're fun to talk about. And there's a lot of history and crazy shit that we're going to learn about these movies a little bit. Some stuff. Oh, my God. I can't wait. So much drama. Yeah. Like, did you know that one of the actors who played the rats murdered like 27 people? I did know this. No, I'm kidding. They didn't do any of that. <laughs> well, don't tell them yet. Don't well, tell them you're kidding yet. Well, it's just, you know. I don't know. They're just, uh, it's not, it's not, they're not real murderous people. They're just actors. Okay, people. So, but they may look real to some of you and they may discuss some of you and maybe haunt your nightmares a little bit, even if they're trying to be fun and jovial about it in their movie <laughs> but yeah we're really excited to talk to you about all this stuff so i hope you guys are locked in for a fucked up episode because it is gonna be fucking wild uh but yeah how have you been doing christina what's going on we, with you we went and saw renfield you yes. put your review up on youtube and i was disappointed in the movie disappointed. yeah more disappointed than me yeah like i still think it is cool and fun to watch like it's an easy watch it's just not particularly great it was annoying to me i don't know some of my friends could give it a 10 out of 10 well whatever there was good parts yeah it's a part movie i loved seeing nicholas cage as dracula every scene that he wasn't in i felt like i was watching an episode of uh, lucifer oh okay so you just like the you didn't like the tone no okay it was too silly uh, well, no, it was, it wasn't even silly in most of the parts where, oh, he needs to fall in love and there's like a love story in there oh, and then there's cops the, and That's what you mean stupid. by Lucifer. Okay. Cause yeah. Yeah. When they got into those like real serious love moments, it was just too much. And there you. was too much, much of it. Yeah. Christina hates romance comedies even. <laughs> I like some romance comedies that she won't even touch like because there's a love element in it. So you can imagine how much she loves me. Ugh. <laughs> don't touch me yeah don't touch me we just shake hands we don't hug so it's you know too dangerous to go in there for a hug <laughs> you excited for evil dead oh Rising? my god dude i'm so excited a lot of my one of my buddies uh jason smith was asking people he did a poll you know and like a bunch of people answered and stuff and he was like are you excited to see bo's afraid or evil dead rise and i'm <laughs> like come afraid. on man you're asking this in a group of people <laughs> exactly who love horror of course they're gonna say fucking evil dead are i you? don't even want to see bo is afraid it looks way too i want to see it for sure emotional like, I, dude ari aster is too fucking weird not to watch he his is, movie he is and he does make good movies but this just looks way too deep and emotional i'm for me. all about it i am so excited to see it i just 
I don't know that it's a theat- theatrical experience necessarily, although I have seen Midsommar and I did see fucking Hereditary in the theater, so. Well, you go ahead. Yeah, no, I might to have the to theater. go by I'm myself, gonna, so if someone wants to go with me. I'm going to wait. I'm just going to pop two caffeine pills, stay alert for this fucking wild bow ride. But yeah, he is funny. Jason, I love you, man, but <laughs> I was like, come on, Jason. Everybody's going to watch it. He's like, well, this is, this is why we get so many fucking remakes and not any original material and i was like well that's not even a horror movie really we're not even sure it is a horror movie a lot exactly. of exactly a lot of people are saying it's not a horror movie it's not a horror movie and that it's gonna upset people and shit like that like yeah, that's why i'm saying it's too deep and emotional and yeah, I, well, I don't need to be watching that in the theater i don't think there's anything inherently wrong with deep and emotional movies like i mean that's what movie making is all but about. i don't want to go to the theater and see it with everybody else right <laughs> well, I don't know. I think it's going to be fine. I, I don't know if I'm going to be weirded out by watching. I'm, I'm, I'd be weird to watch it by my fucking self. Well, then take a friend with you. Yeah, that maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Who am I going to ask? You know, like not everybody's going to want to see Bo's Afraid, apparently. Right. <laughs> and I might see Evil Dead 2 twice, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Right. Because well, I. You got to watch it first. To... I, I just I'm avoiding everything. man. I've not I watched know. a single fucking review. I know they were posting like 60 second bits from the right. movie. I know. Like, what and the fuck like, are you doing? I'll walk out of the theater if they play it. They didn't play it in the beginning of Renfield, by the way. They didn't. Which I was thankful for. Uh, probably just because it's a different, like, you know, company. Like it was Warner Brothers right. or something. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, I'm certainly excited for that. There's also that other movie at the end of the month that's called uh, Talk to Me, which is by oh, those, yeah. the Rock So, the Rocco guys. That's getting a lot from of fucking. Hype. Uh, they're from uh, New Zealand, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's where we're gonna live, dude. Those guys have. I cannot believe that A twenty four picked up their film. I watched their. I've been watching them for like a long time. Like they're really. They're kind of like a literally a step away from the Logan brothers, except they they have more heart and care. But they're just a- animated like crazy. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they're always doing some crazy shit. They're not like, uh, what do you call it? Like those attention seeking ones, like the Logan brothers, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Logan Paul and them, but they just have these wild videos like Logan Paul and them used to have where they're like breaking through shit and they do these skits and stuff. So they made a movie? Yeah, they made a movie though, but it's just weird. It's very, Is this their first movie? It's their first movie they ever made. Oh, okay. Like they, well, you know, they've made their backyard videos. But this is their first real production. So they're YouTube guys who just made a movie. Right. But they've been doing it since they were kids. And I just thought, I'm trying to explain to them so that they understand what it is too. Because it's these two uh, brothers in New Zealand who have a lot of friends. And they make all these crazy, like, we're talking like ADD style fucking clips and movies. Where they're literally stuntmen busting through walls and like, doing like Dragon Ball Z type shit like they have like Ronald McDonald going around and like being a scary clown and shit and just like doing a bunch of crazy stuff and one of their yeah one bad Ronald I think was one of their first like really big things that they did and it got really popular and it was like there there were viral hits all over the internet for I mean we're talking decades now uh but yeah they've been I don't know it's just cool to see them that 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 A24 picked them up and that they won all the awards at these uh festivals and stuff mm-hmm. you know they went to the a big premiere 
didn't think they were even going to get recognized and they picked up this movie. So, but the movie is about like this girl who goes to a party and they have this hand. It's this old sculpture thing. It's like a kind of some sort of like Ouija board sort of thing where if you hold the hand and you say, talk to me, it's supposed to do something, but it's never worked on anybody except for it does with this girl. And then all hell breaks loose in her world. And man, I've heard it's some of the scariest shit that we're going to see all year. And the people who've seen it that went to these festivals and stuff are saying that Evil Dead Rise and that movie are going to be at the top of our lists at the end of the year. So I am really excited to see that one as well. I still want to see Malum. I'm hoping uh, I haven't heard too much about that movie, but it didn't get as wide a release as I was hoping. So maybe it'll come to something else. I know I keep bringing it up every episode, but anything else that we're going to be seeing or coming out later this year or? I don't think so. That you're interested in or? Mm-mm, I don't think so. All right. Well, that seems about it. So, well, I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horse shots! <laughs> All right, guys. So we uh, decided to pick the movie Rat Man. Rat Spaceman is technically the English title. Although you could probably put them together and it wouldn't matter anyway, but you, if you have to look for it, it's Rat Space Man 1988, okay? And you'll find it. There's a copy online, actually, uh, or you can get the DVD. But the reason we picked this one is just because, I don't know, this one seemed a little bit more murderous. But technically, this is a shot for both of these movies because these are something that should be put out of their misery. So <laughs> we're calling this shot... A rat me gone. So rat boy, rat man, line them up. We're going to fucking take them out. And be gone. They be gone. (laughs) You want to tell them what's in it, Christina? Yes, we got a half a shot of Malibu rum because the movie takes place in the Caribbean. That's correct. Which is where Malibu rum. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know where it's. (laughs) And then. um, No, it's close though. (laughs) And then a half a shot or a half. Of the blue colica, what's it called? Curacao. Blue carousel. Blue curacao. Blue curacao. Something like that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, half of that. It's so. a it's a place. <laughs> carousel. 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 Yeah, you got me <laughs> fucked up on it now. I would have said it right the first time. You know, time, but everybody no. knows what we're talking about. But, but when I hear it, it kind of infects me, so I don't know what the fuck. You know what I'm saying? Cock puncher. What about cock punching? Is that a Steven Seagal joke? Or? That's the drink. Oh, because he was in that thing called Cock Puncher in oh, some movie. I don't, know. I don't know. You guys know what I'm talking about. Please tell me what that is, because I'll 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 never forget. But okay, let's, let's try. do this shot. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, it's gross. That I just does don't not like go either well. of the tastes. Yeah, tastes like medicine. Mm. It tastes like coconut mouthwash. I don't like coconut. Period. I've never liked Malibu rum because I feel like I'm drinking suntan lotion. Right. It just it, it comes does. in it, the same fucking bottle that looks exactly like fucking it suntan. It smells. It's the smell is the same. It's exactly the same. So I don't know. It just freaks me out a little bit. Anyway, so if you would love to try that delicious rat be gone, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now. That's it for horror shots. All right, so now we're going to get into our flesh and potatoes of weird as fuck wonders known as Rat Boy from 1986 and Rat Man from 1988. We're going to go ahead and 
Do what that right <laughs> now. Gather round, everyone. It's time to sing the song. where are your shoes? Hey, boys and girls. Hey, feel like a fucked up movie. Blood and guts. Dude's got nuts. Lots of fucking boobies. Nice cuts and guns. We got it all for you. Like, have you seen a cat fight a baby on the moon? No. Lots of Hong Kong stuff. And satanic blunders. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the weirdest of wonders. Sometimes I wonder where my family went. All right, guys. Christy is making fun of me because I made rat noises. That did not sound like a rat. It sounded like a squeaky floor. <laughs> I was just trying to be stupid, man. Everybody takes this shit too seriously. Go ahead. Go ahead. Talk your shit. All right. Rat Boy from 1986. Several shady and shallow people try to profit one after the other from a physical deformed teenager whose face looks like a snout of a rodent. And who lives hidden in the city garbage dump, alone, alone and miserable. I mean, that's pretty apropos. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah, you get it. A tagline. The tagline. It's. It's so hard to be different. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. That's, that's the vibe I got from this oh, movie. Oh yeah. Uh yeah. That's the yeah. the problem. Let's manipulate people. That's pretty much what I got from this film. <laughs> Let's turn a heartwarming. You know, like it doesn't even feel heartwarming. It's just like. I don't yeah. know. It's like people trying so to force to... A, a, a square peg in a round hole movie. It's so hard to explain. but It really is. Uh, this was directed by Sandra Locke, who also plays Nikki in the movie. Right. Um, she also directed the movie Impulse from 1990. Mm. She was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress for the movie The Heart is a Lonely Hunter, which was from 1968. And mm. she did six movies with Clint Cutwood. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do it again. And she did six movies with Clint Eastwood, oh. who is also the executive producer on this film. Wow. And there is a lot of story behind that, which we will get into. Yeah, that's right, guys. The tea is it's, nice. It is hot. <laughs> it is delicious. That tea is hot. Yeah, we're gonna get down to it. That tea is better than this fucking movie. Yeah, you better stick around, because Clint Eastwood, he's got a two-inch pecker. So... <laughs> <laughs> Spill that tea, Alex. You feeling lucky, punk? <laughs> Not with that size. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, sorry. All right. This was written by Rob Thomas. Uh, he's directed a bunch of TV shows. I was, yeah, he's the director of a bunch of TV shows, including Northern Exposure, Hearts of the West, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the TV show from 1996, uh-huh. which only lasted one season. And then, okay, we have starring Sharon... Bird. Baird. Baird? Baird, yeah. Sharon Baird, who plays Rap Boy, a.k.a. Eugene. She was in, uh, she was a Mouseketeer in 1955 on the Mickey Mouse Club. That's right. She was also in H.R. Puff and Stuff from 1969. Every fucking kid show you can think of. Uh, exactly. She was also in The Lord of the Rings from 1978. Voice. And a whole yeah. bunch of kids. She did a lot of voice acting. Children's shows. Yeah. Uh, we have Robert Townsend, who plays Manny. He was in the baseball game in the Warriors movie from 1979. 
Yeah. He is mostly a director yeah. and has done Hollywood Shuffle from 87, um, Eddie Murphy Raw from 87. Which blew him the fuck up, dude. Yeah, and uh, The Meteor Man. Right. You remember that movie? Yeah, I do remember I actually kind of like that movie. It's very 90s. Yeah, it is 90s, very- A 90s superhero movie. It's not like that one that the guy from uh, In Living Color, Damon Wayans, did, The Stupid Man or whatever. Because there was another movie that came out around the same time. It was one of the characters he did on In Loving Color. He ran out the window and he flew and he was like, they mm -hmm. were making fun of like mentally handicapped people, basically. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can't remember what he was called. Like Blank Man, I think it was. I don't know. But Meteor Man came right after that. So that's why I say that. Also, one thing I wanted to mention about him. He also uh, did, um, he worked on the movie BAPS. He also did the Parenthood TV show, Little Richard, and he is still working to this day, by the way, on shows like Kaleidoscope, which is really popular, which we never got to see because it's on Apple TV or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's that one where it's like you can watch them in and out of order. Right. Do you know what I'm talking about? It could be like yeah. something different. Uh, the He also did Wonders, Wonder Years reboot a couple episodes on there, too. So he's still working. Right. Which is cool. All right. We have Garrett Graham, who plays Billy. He was a child... Play 2, he was in Chud 2, Bud the Chud, Terravision, <laughs> Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall. He was in it for like a half a second. Oh, well, he still gets like killed there. pretty quick. Um, we have Louis Anderson, who plays Omar. Uh, he's a comedian, also in movies like Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Coming to America. I think he plays the character Omar, just Omar. Oh, Omar. I'm sorry, I said Omar because yeah. I'm dyslexic. And I can't read straight sometimes, okay? I can't read good. There's a lot of... Uh, there's <laughs> a school a... for kids who can't read good. I'm sorry, what? Go ahead. Stop getting mad at me. There's a lot of cameos in this movie. There is. A lot. We got Bill Maher walks in. Yeah. John Lovitz gets talked to. Mr. Belvedere makes an appearance a couple of times. John Witherspoon. Yeah. Witherspoon. And Birdie Bird, Billy Bird, sorry, Billy Bird. Is There's so many There's people. There's a lot. There's, There's so lot. many people. You are going to literally watch this movie and go, oh, that one. Oh, my God. That. Oh, my God. I haven't seen that person in forever. Like, How did they get this person? What the Why fuck? are they in this movie? Yeah, like, what is going on? I have never even heard of this movie. Why did it get made? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I couldn't find a budget on this movie. You probably won't because they probably spent way too much. Yeah, and it did not do good at the box office. Everything I read, too, was like it was a, hu a huge failure. Yeah, Clint Eastwood was not happy about this project. Right. So. <laughs> right. This was his getting, his dick getting wet project pretty Anyway, much. what did you, <laughs> what did you think of this movie? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's true, though. Um, I, uh, this wasn't as bad as I was thinking it was going to be. So maybe I came in with super low expectations a little bit, you know? So it didn't like, it's not good. Like, it's just perplexing. Like everything that happens in this movie makes no difference why it happened. Like there's nothing in this movie that makes sense or that you need to know uh, all it is is just a rat guy who you never really ever get to like because there's nothing. He's like not even hardly human to like, you know, right. and he's not even like a cute animal to even want to love on like a puppy or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so everything that you would think that this movie would be about that would make an impact on the viewer is gone. 
And the only thing that really keeps you around is seeing a cameo every five fucking minutes from some new person that you're like, holy shit, that guy from Trancers is in this movie. Oh, that fucking person from Belvedere's in here. Oh my God, that's Susie from blah, 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 or whatever. The makeup effects on the Rat Boy are pretty cool. Um, I just don't know what the fucking tone of this movie was. It's supposed to be like this irreverent comedy, like I said, that's supposed to be like Teen Wolf or something. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to be one of these like life lesson movies where, you know, everybody's a little different, you know, which I appreciate. But this one just does not do a good job of it. It's almost like it's almost like, hey, if someone's different, this is how you take advantage of them. Right. And it doesn't, it's not even like I felt that bad for the rat because it didn't even know any better. It's not like it ever experienced any kind of human interaction. Well, I don't know how to explain it. It's like whenever they did something mean to it, it was oblivious to the stuff that it was treating it like, you Mm -hmm. know, you, they would say things like, oh, I'm sorry. I called you stupid or ugly. You're not really ugly. You know, you're just different you know and you got a nose of a royal i've seen frenchmen who are kings that had noses like that i wouldn't be surprised if you you know like stupid shit and i don't know it is just weird it's unsettling it almost feels a little too cruel in in some regards i guess um not really funny at all just surprising and weird There's like moments in the film that are just so obligatory, but they're kind of like, you know, rat on the run, you know, like, what do we do? (laughs) (laughs) The music isn't all that great. They do have a couple of songs in the beginning, though, that are themed around, you know, the situations that they're having. I'm the rat man. (laughs) It's not that bad, that close. But there's like one song in the beginning where they're talking about making money and they have like this montage song where they like dress up the rat and shit like that to try to make it normal. And he keeps biting people, which I'm thinking he's probably eating his own feces at some point in this movie. We just don't get the the pleasure of seeing it. You know (laughs) what I mean? I would think that he would leave little pellets everywhere, too, but they don't even cover the bathroom stuff at all. Total missed opportunity for comedy. I'm sad. (laughs) I mean, I'm, you know, I'm just saying rats shit a lot. You know, like I've had a lot of pets and they shit a lot. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's like it's like a monkey almost like I don't know how to explain it. It just seems kind of mean and cruel. Mm -hmm. At one point, some dude like doses it with like fucking like like he's going to fucking fuck it. Which is really weird. And yeah, that I, was weird. And it doesn't, and it's not the tone of the film for that. So it's just really kind of dark. I don't, I don't know, man. All I can think of is like everybody was in this film. Nobody will ever admit it. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're right. like, oh, that's just a guy that looked like me. I never was in the movie. It's like cats. The Dude, movie. I, I don't know. No, cats actually has a history in Broadway. This, no. This is like I know, I just somebody in their brain thought it was cats and they were like, but rats are cool too, so maybe we should make a rat movie. You know? <laughs> They're like, I can make a, a, a movie and it, it was terrible. It got a lot of rewrites and stuff. It spent a lot of money that it shouldn't have spent for a fucking pretty low grade, weird as fuck movie where people are just basically using the fuck out of this thing over and over and over again 
And uh, it kind of made me laugh a few times just because how awkward it was. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like there's moments in the film like where it's just like this poor thing has just been nothing good has come of his adventures like at all. And by the end of the movie, you're going to be like, why the fuck would he even care? Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they don't even end it well. So it's like a fucking, it's like a fucking mess. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what anybody was thinking when they made this movie. I swear to God, people had been pulling their hair out and probably just like, like, what's his name in Lethal Weapon when he reaches, like he's in his trailer and he's like trying to determine whether he, he misses his wife enough to go bye-bye or not. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, it's really bad. It's pretty bad. Like, you can't rate this movie on a good scale. It's not entertaining. It's very boring in a lot of spots. But it is amazing that somebody actually wrote this. Me and Christina were talking about it afterwards. And we're like, it's kind of like one of those movies that you look at from a distance and why it was made more. Kind of like The Room was made. And then they did the, the, the what, artists, what is it called? The, what was the documentary they made about The Room? I forget. James Franco's in it. Um, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. The the pickup artist or whatever the fuck it's called. The artist. Something the artist. Disaster artist? Disaster artist, yeah. I think, yeah. Anyway, it's like that. Like, I would love to see a documentary. Oh, my God. I would or love a biopic about this. I would love to see a biopic like about that this. that would be fucking interesting. Yeah. Hearing what these people who were in the movie thought of this goddamn movie. Yeah. Because people were saying that they did not like this movie when they were making it. Right. The producers hated it, and it was like, there's also, like, all this controversy about her, and, like, there's just so much that you could, like, put in a documentary or a biopic that would be so much more entertaining. It will happen. And and the lead lady who plays the fucking boy rat is really super famous for a lot of really big things. And this actually destroyed her career. It did, yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. I mean, like, Jesus. And she put her heart into it exactly how they told her to. Yeah, she did a good job. Yeah, I mean, the rat looks real. Let's put it that way. It is kind of disgusting in a lot of ways, you know, but I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I I, I would probably just say this is a... I I don't want to... Like, when we do our score of weirdest fuck wonders, guys, this isn't a scale of good to bad necessarily. It's just how weird is it? I would say this is somewhere in between weird and weird as fuck, but it's too it's treated too normal for it to be like that weird. Which means it's weak. Yeah, it's kind of weak, but it's also kind of weird as fuck. So I don't know where to go with it. You know what I mean? Like there's some really fucking awkward spots in this movie that you're just like, Jesus Christ, somebody had to come along and play along with this fucking disaster. So I don't know. I'm just going to call it weird. Because I don't know what to call it. It's pretty weak weird, though, I guess, too. But I also think there's some really weird as fuck shit in this movie that had me cracking up, like, especially towards the end and stuff. The very beginning and sort of the end, you know. I don't know. I think they should have hunted it and killed it and ate it. And that would have been a better movie. Christina, what do you think? Well, I really wanted to like this movie, but nothing's really special about it. The special effects on the rat was really cool. And the acting from everybody I thought was good. I thought everybody's acting was decent. It's very 80s. Yeah, it's just there wasn't there wasn't a plot. It was just like a standard plot about 
if you really think about it, though, it's really a toxic relationship between the rat and the lady. <laughs> Dude, it's sexual, too. It's kind of like Howard the Duck. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, it's a toxic relationship, uh, which might have been marrying real life, okay? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, but it just failed. Cue Britney Spears. The, the making behind the scenes of this movie is a hot mess, which is why... I must own this movie. Oh, really? Yes. I want to own this movie for these reasons. <laughs> yeah, we watched it online. But, but it's a very weak, weird movie. It's just okay. a weak, weird movie. And if they had a different plot, I think it would have been better. Because it's kind of like a TV movie. Right. That's what it seems like, a TV movie. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. All the people that were in it just kind of kept me... I kept going, oh my God, I can't believe. You know, like the whole Yeah, but time. they all showed up at a party... And Not then, all of them. Well, most of them showed up at a party, and then it was it, and then it just kind of died down. And then the ending is so unrealistic. Like, <laughs> no, nobody's gonna just change their mind like that because they feel bad. Well, like, yeah. I mean, it's just essentially, guys. Just so you know, they find a rat. They try to to make it famous. It's not even. It barely speaks. It doesn't have any social skills. It it hasn't been raised in. Yeah. It's been raised out in like the fucking woods. Like it just got <laughs> caught, and then people were getting greedy with them, and getting mad at them for no reason, and then ditching them. I'm surprised it didn't go to the abuse. porno route. You know, probably because that no one would go see that in a movie theater. Yeah, and she probably Sharon Baird wouldn't probably act in the role if it was. Yeah, but I was kind of at certain points felt like that Howard the Duck thing. Where the duck feels like you're going to sleep with the girl and there's like this weird, you guys know what I'm talking about and how are the duck, they have that thing in there. And there is a little bit of that with this rat and, and the girl because, but He's it's so attached to her. Right. And he loves her like a, like he wants a woman, not a fucking mother child, like wants his mother, but she kind of treats it like money. Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. From start to finish. See, toxic relationship. That's I didn't believe her saying. for a second about her caring. But anyway, I, yeah, I didn't. Be- yeah. Well, she never did care. She only cared about making money. Anyway, it's a weak, weird movie. That's my rating. Okay. So it's but just I weak. But do, I do want to own it, though. Thank you. This is weak, but you are caught off guard by it so that you want to own it. Yes. Because okay. someday. No, Alex, we're going to get into it. Okay. Someday. The light will be shed about this movie. Somebody just has to die first, and then they're gonna make Wait, the they're gonna make be... like a mommy dearest movie about this guy. You mean and then... the light will be shown? Yeah, that's what I mean. You said shed. I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, pff, whatever. And the dark underbelly will be shown, and the fourth signs of hell will line up, and the Rat King will become God. <laughs> I'm sorry. And the nine layers of hell. <laughs> she does not find me amusing at all, guys. I don't even know why she's with well, me. You're making fun of me. I was. That was not me making fun of you. It just sounded like that. That's just me riffing. I swear. I promise. I'm not. I'm not making fun of you. Okay. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, we do have a little bit of trivia about this. Surprisingly, there's not a lot of trivia. I actually did like searches for interviews about the movies. I did like, I went through all the reviews of the movies and nobody seems to have that much information. It's because it was a race. She even 
uh, at the Chinese theater before it was open, she she had press conferences about this movie. Right, that's what I'm saying. And it's had like, to have been but something where, but it's nowhere because Clint Eastwood was a part of it. So we're gonna get into some of that. Christina did a little research on it. I did a little research on it because it was it was clearly a two person job. So um, we worked on this uh, trivia together. So if you don't want anything spoiled from this fantastic film, that's probably a two for everybody that you know. Please <laughs> go watch it on YouTube or buy the movie on uh, Amazon for like ten bucks or something. Uh, it's on DVD right now, and you can watch it and be delighted by all the cameos that pop up in the movie. But if you don't want anything spoiled, here is your warning. So, <laughs> Sharon Barrett is an interesting character, but I want to kind of go over like a little bit of like what people thought when this movie came out first. Uh-huh. The film's got like a 25% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Robert Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times gave it two out of four stars, calling the film perplexing, which I think perplexing is a very good word, uh, and criticizing the film's unique premise devolving into a more standard narrative. Janet Maslin of the New York Times called the film disorganized. That's an understatement. That's true. Yeah. Criticizing the script and directing choices of Locke, which... Yeah, I'm sure this was all kind of like rushed, a lot of it. But on the opposite end, Michael Wilmington of the Los Angeles Times was much more positive, calling it Grim Brothers style, mixing wonder with rough edges, undertones of pain beneath the fantasy, which I think is kind of painting it too nice. She was a pretty popular person in some regards, like she was a powerful person in the times, in part, but not entirely, also because she was in a power relationship as well, which was with Clint Eastwood. He had a lot of money at those times, and a lot of people probably did favors for him in this movie more than they should have, probably, but... There's a lot of controversy on that whole situation. Um, but before we get into that, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Sharon Baird. You had mentioned that she went to uh, the Mickey Mouse TV show, but she also had another uh, sibling, a, a, a Jimmy Baird, who was Rodney Pee Wee Jenkins of the 1950s TV series Fury. And she started dancing at the age of three. And a few years later, her legs were insured for $50,000 with Lloyd's of London while she appeared on the Colgate Comedy Hour in 1950. Sharon Barrett is, uh, you know, obviously the Mickey Mouse Club from 1955. She was there for a couple of years or so. Uh, she was about 11 years old at the Capitol Records recording session when she was spotted by Jimmy Dodd, who was to be one of the co-hosts of the upcoming Disney show, The Mickey Mouse Club, and he urged her to audition for it. And she did. And she got the part and she had more singing and dancing experience than most of the other cast members. So she did really well. They all kind of followed her lead in a lot of ways. And she eventually wound up featured in almost every show in the first year. In addition to her work on the show, she also performed in live shows at Disneyland. And she went on the road with her fellow cast members, too. So uh, she also uh, they do reunions at like Disney World Disneyland of the Mouseketeers. And she's been at every single one of them. Oh, I don't blame her. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's pretty cool to have a. She group started like that. it. Yeah, that's yeah. so cool. She's still around to this day. I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I didn't see any kind of obituary or anything like that. So like, right. um, but she's uh, she was only there with the Mickey Mouse show for three years, three seasons technically, mm -hmm. and 
she found herself being used less and less and she decided that you know instead of being a background character she wanted to do something else so when the show ended in 1958 sharon continued to perform at disneyland and other functions with some of her former cast members uh, she did like an Australian tour in 59 and she performed uh, with a song and dance man, Donald O'Connor in Los Angeles or Las Vegas. Excuse me. Um, she was also there was a variety show genre that she was a part of that kind of like ended. And she also made uh, money by teaching dancing and enrolling in math secretary at the Los Angeles Valley College, which she went from 1960 to 1962 and that's when she met dalton lee thomas who was her husband who she got divorced later in 1972 from uh but she was big basically just a secretary for many years and she got a call from producer sid croft who offered her a part on his new show called hr puffin stuff which is wildly successful not with just kids either by the way people of all ages loved that show smoking the ganja dude there is so many fucking pot references and stuff in this <laughs> show that even mr show made a fake little like oh, version thanks. of it it's hilarious <laughs> um but she she took it and was later hired by croft and his brother marty croft for all their subsequent series in 1975 sharon appeared in the 20th anniversary of the mickey mouse club at disneyland she appeared as frodo in the animated live action lord of the rings in 1978 and uh, she continued to do a lot more things, but uh, I don't know. I guess this was kind of one of her downfalls, I guess, because it stops a lot of her history stops at her mother goose video treasury that she did in 1987. Which was right after this movie. Right before. Right. Yeah, she did it right before. Right. And so Rat Boy is not a big thing. Uh, they didn't go into anything about that, but I'm sure... There was just some pretty bad conditions going on there. So do you want to tell us a little bit about the Clint Eastwood? Oh, sign? Lord. OK, so Sandra and Clint were like together for about 13 years. They met on a movie set in 94 or 94, 74 <laughs> in 74. Right. So they were living together. They were both married. So she got married in 1964. She never got divorced. So, you know, I don't know what was going on there. Maybe they were open. Um, I don't know. Yeah. But so they they were living together. Her and Clint were living together for like 13 years Um, in 1987. Well, he was married, too, by the way. Yeah, he was married, too. But I guess he ended up getting divorced. So in 1987, she comes home and the doors are locked and all her clothes are packed up in a box. Right. Okay. Fucked up shit. She finds out he had been sleeping with another woman for like the past three or four years and he had two kids with this woman now she said in her autobiography which i'm picking up from the library this week it's called the good the bad and the uglier and, and the I'm rat boy and i'm planning on reading it this week <laughs> really um, yeah i am i'm that into it anyway so she said that she had two abortions because Clint wanted her to have abortions because Clint said he didn't want any more children. And here he is going behind her back and having kids when they're living together with another woman. How fucked up. Well, what yeah, that's why he didn't want any more. So she sued him and she fucking won. And I think she won like $1.5 million from him. It's not much. But what happened was after the fact, like literally she got 
uh, part of the actual part of the divorce or the divorce, uh, the uh, this the settlement. lawsuit. The lawsuit was um, he was still supposed to help her with these scripts and 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 so, I forget the wording of it. I don't I don't know, but she her scripts were supposed to go through, and for like like eight years, nothing. She submitted scripts. Everything got rejected all the time. I wonder why. So then she came out with this impulse movie, and I guess it did like really, really well. Um, that was like ninety something, ninety four, and then she released her autobiography in ninety six. Okay, she passed away in November of twenty nineteen. Okay, now I'm gonna talk some really fucked up shit. This is some fucked up shit. So she had kids. Oh shit, Jesus Christ! So Rat Boy has a lot of history, guys. Just so you know, so she was still married to this guy. His name is Gordon Anderson, who also did the the voice of Rat Boy in this movie. Really? Which I thought was fucking weird. So her husband did the voice of Rat Boy in this movie. She was legally still married to this guy, but she was with another guy, a partnership with another guy. So in 2019, she was 74 years old. She had cardiac arrest due to breast cancer and bone cancer. Okay. She passed away. The oh God, this is so fucked up. I'm going to cry. Um, so she passed away and no one knew about it for six weeks because she passed away when Clint Eastwood's movie Mule came out. Oh, no. Okay. Not that movie. Yeah, that piece of shit. So. No, I don't think it's a piece of shit. I thought it was a good movie. Like, oh, I don't care. I, I'm I'm fucking pissed. So, literally, how do you think that happened? Why do you fucking think that? Who do you think did that? I don't know. I'm not going to speculate. I am. Fucking dick. So, six <laughs> weeks later, we then. You might want to retract that a little no, bit. No, I'm not. He's. You know what? That motherfucker's 92 years old. I cannot wait till he fucking dies. We're going to hear so much fucking shit. Anyway, I okay. guess we're not going to be watching Dirty Harry movies at this house oh, anymore. Oh, God. I'm so mad. Um. <laughs> Okay, so six weeks later, it comes out that she passed away that weekend. Okay, she got cremated. Okay, she was cremated. Her remains, they do not know where her remains are because they were given to the the original husband. Also, like, that original husband uh, inherited, like, $20 million from her. So Weird. no one said anything about her death. None, no one she's ever worked with. No one said anything about her death. And then. Wait, during, so she, was she divorced from her original husband? No, she was never divorced from her original husband this whole time. Okay. That's why I need the autobiography because I need to find out why. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking it, it, she, they got married right out of high school. They were high school sweethearts. Right. So I don't know if They're it was just, just like really a friends. religious thing. I, I don't know what, I they don't probably know what's going on there. She probably couldn't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. She didn't have any kids or anything, but okay. What's fucked up that like, we don't know where her remains are. And then the Academy Awards for 2020 roll around didn't even put her in the memoriam. Oof. She is a nominated Academy Award winner and she wasn't even put in the memoriam. Why? Because that's how much pull he had. Why? What the fuck kind of shit is that? I mean, I don't want to say that mistakes happen, but, you know, maybe they did forget. They may not be as... But yes, it doesn't have a really good track record, so yes. Right, and then... It does seem a little sus. It also said, like, nobody said anything about her. Um, Like, they were expecting Louis Anderson to say something about her because in the past, he had always said good things about her, but when she died, he didn't say anything about her. Well, he died the next year, but... (laughs) That's true. But... No one said 
nothing about her. But I did find two articles from 2020, from January of 2020, in like Vanity Fair and stuff. And and it's funny because the Vanity Fair article was like pretty much blaming Clint Eastwood, blaming Clint Eastwood mm. for this. And East how, West, as you say. Yeah. No, I, no. Actually, it's it's Cuntwood. Well, we don't Clint, know which way he's going because, like, Jesus, what's Clint going on here? Cuntwood. That's his name, okay? I don't want to assume, like, you know, um, he's a, you know, it'll be interesting. We'll hear about him, I guess, when you read the book. Yeah, I'm reading that fucking book. Christina's starting a new podcast. It's called Diary of a Lost Woman, and uh, it'll be coming out on (laughs) Apple Podcasts. I I just, this is just, oh, it's just, of course, this happened in the 80s, you know? Yeah. You know, I mean, she should have had a lot more pull. You know, because yeah. she was she was doing movies and they were doing good. And then all of a sudden she gets with Clint Eastwood and all of a sudden her career's like shit. Like, give me a fucking break. But I did read that every like her friends and stuff said it, it was a very toxic relationship. I can imagine. I so. mean, he obviously had a lot going on if he was married. Because like from what I read in the wiki is that he was married the entire time to this other woman. Yep. While he was dating her. Mm hmm. And so they were married longer than they were together. Right. It even says on on Wiki that they were like. Right. I think he still was with that woman, the wife. No, because he was seeing somebody else and having well, kids that could, and it wasn't the it, wife. But I know that. But listen to me. Hold on. There is another woman in that same section as, as Sandra oh, Locke. As, yeah, the dates. Yeah. Yes. But he was married to one woman, two women. Yeah. And one of them is, you know, like, and then there was an Renee. Well, you know, I mean, maybe she refused to divorce him, too. Maybe she I don't refused. know. I don't know. I mean, it's not my that. personal life, but yeah, it's interesting. I don't fucking care. I've heard some fucking horrible things about that man. <laughs> Suck a dick. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, I mean, it sucks. Yeah, that does sound shitty. I'm not I'm not trying to support him necessarily, but he's dead. So like, what no, he's you... not dead. Oh, that's right. He's 90. 90- <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Clint Eastwood to die. All right, Chris, so calm, that calm way, down, calm down. That way, we can we can find out all of this this shit. Louis you know? Anderson would have come out and said something if he were alive. Thing kind of thing. You think? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Because he had to have been on the set and stuff. I mean, goddamn, Christina, Jesus, what? you're like you're like Salem witch trialing shit here. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. If, he, he needs to die. <laughs> he's 92. The fucker needs to die. All right. He's, he's releasing movies. What was his last week? 2019. All right. Okay. Calm down. Like, give it a rest, Clint. Okay, Christina. Sorry, I'd rather talk about this than the movie. I'm sorry. Right, well, we have another movie to talk about. It's not going to be that interesting. At least not now. Now that she's had a fucking rant. I don't ever want to hear shit about you giving, giving me shit about a fucking rant again, though. Let me tell you. You better let me rant, motherfucker. I do. This is just making up for your rants. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not interesting. It is. I'm just saying. I can't wait to read this You're book. saying some shit that I'm like, Jesus, calm down. Like, we don't want to be saying too, too much. Jesus Christ. Why not? It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> Now we're going to get sued, and that's how we're going to be famous. Get sued? Oh, this is how the podcast grows, everyone. <gasps> Do you think he's going to blackball us, yeah, too? Yeah, he's going to send somebody out he's and murder us. I don't know. <laughs> we're going to be the mule, and if, he's going to pack us full of drugs. If he even knows how the internet works. <laughs> anyway, Christina's uh, having a moment. 
Uh, we're going to go ahead and collect ourselves here. I got a little bit of extra fun trivia, but I feel like, you know, maybe we should just let that one go <laughs> after, after all of this. Uh, there is a funny thing that I found that, um, first of all, I wanted to explain. So for those of you who see the movie, there was um, a lot of changes that Sandra wanted to make to the movie. Uh, so, you know, she actually didn't want to have two brothers in the movie instead of like Louie and, and Garrett Graham. Mm hmm. She wanted to have Joy Behar in the cast. And, uh, um, oh, wow. Yeah. Didn't she go to do a talk show or whatever? She's on The View. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry. I just don't watch it like that. So don't expect me to fucking, of course wax, you don't. You're a wax man. poetic about it. You're sorry. a man. Men don't watch The View. Right? That's not what I said. I said <laughs> that I don't watch shit like that. I didn't say it was a man or a woman. So you could just shut the fuck up. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but it does say here that, you know, there was a lot of interference with Clint Eastwood and he had a nope, not going to happen attitude towards her and any changes. See, that's what I'm fucking talking about. All right, Alex. calm down. Let me finish saying what I'm fucking saying. <laughs> Warner Brothers actually did not require that Eastwood or his company be involved at all, but he made it apparent that he was going to be. Because he has to be in control because he's one of those guys. Well, who knows what else, you know. But Locke thought she should have a completely different producer and a different company attached, but Eastwood wouldn't hear of it and wanted to control everything she did to the degree that it was unreasonable, according to her. See? Now, the character of Nikki was actually supposed to be played by a younger woman, so but they couldn't find anybody at the last minute, so she just filled in. I think she did fine. And she does seem a little older for the role. Like I could see, like I said, when I was like saying like, this is the around the eighties when that whole craze of, uh, you know, animal movies, animal people movies, like were popping up, you know, Uh like, you know, the one with, uh, the one with, uh, the guy who was a hunchback and he was in the tower. And then there was like the guy who was a caveman. They got on, you know, from the ice that was in the nineties, I think. That came out Encino later. Encino Man. Encino Man, but there was one that was before. Like 91. But there was another one before it, where the guy who did the voice of Gizmo, um, who's on the America's Got Talent, bald head, glasses. Howie Mandel. Yes, Howie Mandel did a movie where he was a dog person. Oh, okay. And it was around the same time. There was oh. like all this stuff was coming out. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, it was just like one of those times, I guess, in the 80s where they just had this like thing where they wanted to do it. But um, a lot of the cast members were saying that they really didn't like uh, Locke, though. So this is why I was oh. saying, you know, maybe maybe everything isn't as it appears to be. You know, maybe she wasn't as great a person either, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, that's be. why I'm saying you don't want to speak so loudly about situations that you have no clue of just because of this was the first time you heard of it. Because this is what they were saying that according to Robert Townsend, who played Manny in the movie, who was supposed to be the chauffeur of Rat Boy or Eugene in the movie, he said that Locke would constantly badger him to quote unquote act black. That's not good. Yeah, well, this is the woman you're defending. So, you know, maybe maybe you shouldn't have spoke so loud so quick, huh? Lesson learned? Stop. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to point. I'm just saying. She, you know. Uh, but that's, you know, we don't know what happened. There was, however, a funny, like, Turkish journalist, and apparently his editors, too, that thought the rat boy was real. Really? Yeah, so this is the funny, this is where uh, art affects life. 
um, the 16th of 1986 issue of Hurriyet, which was one of Turkish's best-selling newspapers uh, with a circulation of over a, a 600,000 people, published a photo of Ratboy with actress-director Sandra Locke on its front page. And the article said that it made an incredible discovery had been made <laughs> of a rat boy surviving by himself in the forest, living in isolation, and the photo showed a social worker, meaning Locke, helping the rat boy adjust to the real world. And there was no mention of it being made a into a movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's great. So I, 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 I thought that that was really fucking funny. Uh, I don't know. Just, it sounds like a miscommunication, like yeah, a the, language The paper went downhill barrier. a little bit after that. They, they call it the Inquirer now. <laughs> Which they talk about. What do they call it in the in the movie? They're like, oh, that'll be on the Mental Inquirer or something or something. The Mental Reserver. Oh, I don't remember. They made up a fake name for like what he would be if mm-hmm. he was in the movie. Um, I would spend some time telling you about all the like fucking crazy shit that we saw in this movie, but I'll just tell you what the end is like because I think there you go. That's a good idea. Yeah, like so. After all these hijinks and all these different um, famous Hollywood stars that they run into, including the father from Friday, which I can't think of his name off the top of my head, who tries to sell him diamonds for movie uh, for he, but he likes this little glass bobble that he finds and he sells it to him for a thousand dollars and Rat Boy pays it and like no problem. He's like, oh, here you go, thank you, you know. And Manny rips him off, supposed to be his best friend or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, at the end of the movie, like, obviously things go downhill and Ratboy steals a car and drives away because he realizes nobody gives a fuck about him. So he's just going to go cry in a tree somewhere. And then he wanders off to where he was raised. I don't know how he found it or where, how he knew how to drive, but I'll just say this. He's a better driver than Michael Myers. <laughs> it's true. He's really good at driving, actually. I can't even believe his little feet reached the pedals. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. But, you know, uh, Ratboy is, is a wonder, uh, a weird as fuck wonder. Um, but, yeah, so at the very end, there's like a, a bunch of cops that see him blowing bubbles out of a car or whatever. And Nikki's like, finally come around to being a human being. And she's like, I'm so sorry that I got obsessed with trying to make money off of you. I'm going to take care of you. Yeah, I've never been a good person. I just wanted to become somebody for the first time in my life. And I thought you were that opportunity. And now I just want to help you live a a happy life. And we can do whatever you want to do. And he starts blowing bubbles out of the car like some freak. (laughs) 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 I'm kidding. But the cops see him and they're like, hey, it's that rad boy. We should get him and tell him that we found him, you know. And so they, like, try to pull her over, and she, like, steps on the gas, right? And, like, they pull over, and, like, there's this, like, scuffle, and they she she gets arrested, but Ratboy doesn't, and he steals, like, uh, the car, and he makes the cops flip over or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, like, she gets back into the car with him, and he drives off. And then, the, like, she finally wakes up in the car, and he's, like, driving really fast. Like down the road, like 120 miles an hour and the police are chasing him and they shoot him as he jumps in this water, like this area where this water is. And then they troll the lake to try to like find him, Mm -hmm. his body, because they think they killed him. And he gets in this pipe and he climbs and shimmies up in a tree with that little bobble that he broke in half. He'd given her a piece and put it in her pocket and he didn't tell her when she was asleep. 
and then kept the other half and he shines it in her face and she thinks he's dead and she's like holding his book and she reaches in her pocket and finds that have necklace and that's when he's shining that piece in the tree and she smiles and he shimmies down the tree and then he like he's got a you can tell he's got a bullet wound in his arm or whatever and he's kind of like running and hobbling and the camera just follows him like dramatically to like this like really swelling sad music or whatever and you see him fall and then he just dies and then you hear you hear the song personality whoa personality hey personality it's like proudly it proudly plays while he bleeds out and then a pack of coyotes come out of nowhere and rip his carcass apart into many shreds (laughs) That's job, that's Alex. my ending and how I want. <laughs> you rewrote the ending. Yeah, that is how I would end the movie. <laughs> Ridiculous. But really, he just gets down from the tree and runs and hobbles off into the wilderness. And that's it. That's it. The end. Yeah. And all you hear is a loud gunshot. <laughs> and they hunted him. They put him, they tie him to the hood. Anyway. <laughs> So we do have we have a lot of situations. I wish we could talk about that movie forever. I we could probably do an entire episode. We should, yeah. Maybe I we know, should've. but we didn't know. So we uh, do have another movie that we're going to talk about. We'll try to make this quick, but this may end up being a little bit of a longer episode. But don't worry, this one's actually pretty fucked up too, and it's pretty funny too. We had a good fucked time up. watching this one, even if it's a shit movie. But this is Radman from 1988. Rat Space Man. By the way, you can watch Rat Boy on YouTube entirely on there. It wasn't that bad either. It's not a bad copy. It's like a VHS copy, but the movie looks like shit anyway. It's not that great. Mm -hmm. But Rat Man 1988. On a Caribbean island, a photographer and his models are hunted by something that leaves the body to be eaten by rats. Or is it something far worse? Could it be a man, a rat, or maybe a rat man? Rat man. <laughs> Taglines for this are, he is the terror. He's coming to get you. That's another one. Ah. And then, he's the critter from the shitter, which I feel like is a trauma line. <laughs> like if trauma put this out or some shit, you know what I mean? Um, this is actually by director Guiano Carnimut. Carnemio, who went by Anthony Ascot in the credits. If you watch it, it's because they wanted to sound American. It's an Italian director, though. And he did movies like The Exterminators of the Year 3000, Convoy uh, Buddies. He did quite a few movies in the 60s and 70s. A lot of them are very sexploitative or, you know, westerns and things like that. He died in September of 2016 uh, at the age of 84, though. Some of the writers on this are some pretty big names, actually. And one of them is one of my favorite writers in Italy is Dardano Sarchetti, Sacchetti, who did The Beyond, City of the Living Dead, Killer Crocodile 1 and 2. Not a great, great <laughs> set of movies, by the way. Zombie, Devilfish, Shock, a.k.a. Beyond the Door 2. He did The Church uh, before Michel Sovi, Suavi. Uh, actually took over and rewrote the script and everything like that, which it was going to be called like Demons 4 or some shit like that. Uh, but he also did write Demons 3, The Ogre. 
And he also wrote Demons and Demons 2. <laughs> so he wrote all of the Demons, pretty much, which the church was considered to be a Demons movie almost. He also did Manhattan Baby and so many more. We also have Elisa Brigante, who also wrote on a lot of the same films. She actually worked on Zombie, Manhattan Baby, A Blade in the Dark, Hands of Steel, and a few more. Some of the cast in this movie is we have uh, one of the legends of uh, Lucio Fulci status, which is David Warbeck, who is playing Fred, the journalist in this movie. He was in the movies Trog, The Black Cat, The Beyond, Panic, Twins of Evil, Fatal Frames, so many more uh, that you could probably point out. We also have Janet Agron, who was in this movie, which you will probably recognize as, well, she plays Terry, the concerned sister in this movie. Uh, she was in Red Sonia, Eaten Alive, Panic, City of the Living Dead. She was the girl getting therapy who, like, is losing her mind and the girl shows, and the old lady shows up in her kitchen. Oh, I don't remember. One of my favorite lines in that movie, by the way, I just re I just rewatched some of it yesterday, the other day is she's sitting there freaking out because she finds a dead body in her kitchen. Mm -hmm. So she calls her therapist and they think it's Bob because Bob's a, a weird guy that lives in the neighborhood. Uh, and they think he's like a pedophile or something like that <laughs> because he was like wandering the woods with the little girl and they don't know what he did with her. Mm -hmm. But anyway, long story short, she calls up her therapist. I don't know if I'm losing my mind. And she's drinking heavily. And the therapist comes over with his... He's got one of those froze. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he looks like a painting guy. What's his name? What, Andy Warhol? No, the painting. Happy Little Clouds. Oh, Bob Ross. Bob, he looks like Bob Ross, yeah. He goes over there and he's like, no, she's like, would you like a drink? I'm losing my mind. And he's like, no, and you really shouldn't either. And then he goes into the kitchen, finds the dead body, and he's like, I think at this point in time, the only true medicine is alcohol. <laughs> anyway, she's in that movie. I love her in that movie. She's also in um, Eaten Alive and many more. So we got Werner Pocath. I don't even know how to say his name is. Werner Pocath. He was the photographer Mark in this movie. He, played, he did a lot of Italian action films. Nothing that I really remembered, but a couple like Thunder 3... Striker, A Man Called Rage, Devil Hunter, and more. We even have Eva Grimaldi, who plays Marilyn, who's the sister, who's the model in this movie. She's, like, in majority of the movie. She's one of the main stars. Mm -hmm. uh, she had done a bunch of films over all of the countries. Like, she's done some, like, I think she did some Japanese movies. She did some Italian movies and everything. Mm -hmm. She was in Intimacy, Forever Cobra, or Forever Cobra Nero, Obsession, A Taste of Fear, and many more. We also have Nelson De La Ross, who plays Mousy, the Rat Man. He was in Island of Dr. Moreau as Marlon Brando's sidekick sort of creature mm -hmm. that would sit on the piano and stuff and, like, touch him and stuff. And, like, this is, like, one of the only other roles that he got, as a matter of fact. He didn't really get that many roles after this. He only had, like, uh, another one called Cross Mission. But if you've ever seen The Island of Dr. Moreau with, with Marlon Brando as the main guy, as Dr. Moreau or whatever, he's in that movie, the 1996 movie. The one that Stanley, uh, Richard Stanley, was, like, hiding in the I whole movie. I don't, I don't remember. The director of that movie, Richard Stanley, who did Color Out of Space and Hardware, 
he was to direct that movie and the producers hated him so much they kicked him out mm-hmm. and he stayed on set for the entire time as a cast member to try to control the movie before you know while he was there that's how obsessed <laughs> he was there's Weird. a documentary about it oh okay he's the one that had the the wife who came out and said that he was a drunk asshole that beat her all the time. Remember? Right after Yeah, color? I remember. Okay. I know who he is. I just didn't know about that movie and what so he he's did been, that movie. So he's gone now. <laughs> uh, we also, but Nelson De La Rosa is the little rat man. He is uh, a feat. He's a, like, he, there's some history about him and, like, Guinness Book World Records and such. I'll get into that in the trivia. But last but not least, we have Pepito Guarra, who played Dr. Ullman. Ratman was like his third film. He also did Overthrow and a few others I've never heard of. So, Christina. Yes. I could not find a budget or anything else about this movie, really. It's very difficult to find the few scrawlings that I could find. What did you think of this fine film? What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> I don't understand. So, I don't understand why the movie's called Ratman. It should be called Rat Baby. Because it was a little tiny baby that was like jumping on people, attacking them, <laughs> sucking their guts out. Well, if you, you think know. about it, a rat's only what? About a, less than a foot, right? I know, exactly. So a man is big. This should have been a baby because it looked like, no, it looked like a baby. It looked okay. like a little baby was running around attacking people. <laughs> anyway, this is kind of what I wanted in the other movie, honestly. Uh, a maniac, genetically engineered Monster rat, rat person. <laughs> monster abomination who goes rabid on like every single person it doesn't matter who it is it's true it does not discriminate well it kind of does because it was kind of just going after the women that's That's what it seemed like at first but then it was like fuck this shit i'm gonna kill everybody so it's pretty gory it wouldn't want it to be um it's more after effect than it is during Right, what killed it for this movie was all the fucking side plots. Ugh. So you got the sister who's there, and she's looking for a sister, because like, the the cops call her up and we're like, hey, your dead sister's in the morgue. Don't you know? spoil it. And the cops like fuck up, and they keep fucking up, and for some reason, like then there's this author that like she stole a taxi from, so then... <laughs> They team up to yeah. like go find the there's fucking There's some illogical sister. like yeah, shit going on in this movie. And, it, and there's lots of boobs. There's lots of showers. <laughs> lots My of favorite sh- parts. With no soap. I just didn't understand. It didn't make any sense. No. But you know. There's aloe in the air in the Caribbean. That's how you take baths. I don't think that's how it works. But anyway, <laughs> this shit was weird, you know. I think he was smart was because weird. if there was suds in the way, then people wouldn't watch the movie. I'm not t- talking about the fucking <laughs> anymore. I have moved on to my rating. Okay, I'm just joking. <laughs> this shit was weird. It was just weird. It was in the middle. It was just weird. I don't think I ever want to watch it again. I was waiting for the little baby rat thing was scary. But, I mean, they really could have showed it more. You couldn't really see it. You just kind of saw little baby arms flailing in the air. Well, the quality much. of the movie isn't that great either. So, yeah, I mean, like, that didn't help. Yeah, it did not help. But anyway, it was just weird. That's my rating. Right in the middle. Weird. What about you? Uh, Jesus, what the fuck do I say about this? So, I mean, okay. So, this is pretty much an idea that a lot of people from the 50s would have loved, you know? Yeah. Because it's like an old school mad scientist monster movie. 
You know, Ratman isn't a big movie, so it's not even in Italy as a, a popular film. It's just a little monster film that got made by a few recognizable people who got involved. And if you're a monster movie fan that likes bad monster movies, this is going to be for you. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't, move along. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, the most complete cut of the film didn't even see the daylight until 2008. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's not exactly a movie people cared about or remembered that fondly, but it does a few things right, and it's not a complete rat turd, so to speak. It can be watched, you know, whether you want to watch it again or not, depends on the viewer. It's not a movie that makes a whole lot of sense. The characters make a lot of really terrible decisions, as do they in most horror movies, but this is a little particularly worse than most characters in most horror movies. <laughs> like, these people find multiple dead bodies and continue to go about their business as if nothing is going to happen to them. They don't even contact the police in multiple of these situations. The, the police are bumbling idiots, which is really annoying because it's like, what is the point of them even being in it? You know? Mm -hmm. And the, the scenes like that that bounce around between David Warbeck and this model's sister, while the sister, the model, and this photographer guy keep losing people, but they just decide to keep shooting, you know, photography because money, 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 money. Right. And nobody can piece the two points together that maybe something's going on that doesn't involve a fucking dude. There is one scene in this movie that I thought was filmed amazing, and I really liked it. It had, if the movie had been more artistic like that, mm -hmm. it was early on. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. If the movie had done more stuff like that, this would be a better movie. Mm -hmm. Now, the gore in this movie, nothing to write home about. It's pretty typical stuff. You do see, like, you know, moments where, like, the rat's, like, biting into the leg of somebody. But you can't really make it out because it's so up close. You can't, like... It's like too close. It's like zoomed in and you can't really make out what's really going on. There is, you know, some decent after effects that they put on it and, you know, neat stuff like that. The fucking rat man is fucking agile as fuck, even though in reality, this guy looks like he's probably really fragile <laughs> and they had to be very careful about shaking him about in front of them when he was attacking them, quote unquote. <laughs> so imagine, if you will, someone holding a stuffed animal or a real baby because they don't want to drop it, mm -hmm. you know, and like being very careful about how they hold it. It is very apparent. <laughs> and so therefore it doesn't seem realistic at all. So mm -hmm. I'm just telling you this because that way, you know what to expect going into rat man uh but surprisingly this movie does have its fans and some other stuff like there have been other shows other movies that have stolen the look from ratman mm -hmm. that you have seen in other other like uh prank videos and stuff like oh, that yeah yeah um that you know they do the same story literally almost mm -hmm. and then i'm like holy shit this was in that fear show or whatever the I can't remember the prank one where what's his name took over. Um, it was oh. on Netflix for a little while afterwards. And they put it back up. Right. It was like prank something where they like really fuck with people and they hire somebody to come out to do a job and then they go and do the job with them and they prank these people like really heavily. 
Yeah, I forget. But yeah, Tracy Morgan took over the the prank show. That's what it reminds me of. Is oh. what I'm thinking of. But anyway, so uh, I sorry, I get carried away with the thought, and I just can't. I can't go back. I just have to like follow it through, and she has to just hear me out. And so do you. So fuck you guys. Anyway, Ratman, uh, wonderful movie. Uh, as far as weird as fuck, I'd say it's definitely weird. It's firmly weird. Uh, it's watchable uh, enough, but don't go into this movie thinking that you're going to have a blast watching it. There are some really funny things in it, though, that we were laughing at that I really thought was, like, so ridiculous that the characters did. I was like, come on. Like, what the fuck? Clutching your pearls. Yeah, literally <laughs> clutching your pearls in this movie, um, which is kind of that's the scene I was talking about. By yeah, the way. that yeah. Um, that, that was, was a good favorite. scene. That was yeah. a good scene. That was my favorite scene. But um, yeah, I don't know. Don't expect much from this. If you like really bottom of the barrel stuff, this is probably a two out of ten for most people. But on a uh, weirdest, but on a weirdest fuck scale, on the weirdest fuck wonder scale, it is a weird leaning into weirdest fuck. Um, only because like you will never see a movie like this. You will never find another movie like this. And it's a real person with fake teeth. And, like, fake claws and stuff. They, like, painted fur on him. And, like, you know, uh, <laughs> he's literally climbing up curtains and shit like that. Weird. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, it's pretty funny. Like, I had to laugh. Mm -hmm. But it is not scary in the least, and it is not meant to be. I mean, it, it was probably meant to be, but you're not going to get that here. So. Right. But anyway, so, yeah, I give it a weird. So it's a weird as fuck. Just, yeah, me too. Just weird. Yeah. But it does lean a little heavy on... It does go into the right areas. Parts. Yeah. Whereas Parts. the other one was a little bit more boring, Weak. but I still think it was a, a weird movie. Yeah. Um, this one's a heavier, weird movie, so... Uh, but they're both shit movies, and honestly, if anybody could watch these, I would give you a round of applause. So anybody that gets mad at me for watching these movies is like, what the fuck? Look. Exactly. <laughs> what exactly. the fuck were you expecting? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, you obviously have not seen trash like we have, okay? We've seen a lot of trash. We are the masters of trash. We don't even review a lot of the trash that we watch. You know what I mean? Like, because it's just really... Not not a good situation that we don't want to talk about <laughs> and be rude about. You know what I mean? Like some of it is fun, you know. But yeah, this is above. I would say shot on video because it has like a story element to it. the 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 dialogue is ridiculously bad, though, so that makes it entertaining. And the gore makes it entertaining. And the weird little guy makes it entertaining. Who you know. He, he obviously capitalized on that and made somewhat of a living off of it, although I can't imagine much. But there is some trivia on him that I got, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit. So if you want to watch this movie, another movie that you can look up online and watch, it's actually a pretty decent copy, pretty much the VHS version of the DVD version I have. Ah. Uh. Which, you know, is going to be a little bit downgraded, not by much. Still going to be hard to see. You're not going to miss that much. I think Christina took the dogs out at one point in time or took the dog out for a little bit <laughs> while we were watching it. And I was like, I was going to pause it, but it was so quick. No, no. Nah. It's like right next to the door. So you just kind of stood there. I know. I was like, he's going to pause it. I'm going to yell at him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, if you don't want anything spoiled, though, we're going to get into the spoilers now. So here's your warning. So is there anything that you want to mention right off the bat? 
Sure, I'll talk about that scene. So there's this lady, her name's Peggy, right? She's one of the models okay. who's modeling for the photographer there. So she gets in a, so she borrows, uh, what's her name? Marilyn? Marilyn. She borrows Marilyn. The model. The other model. She's the pro model, by the she way. She borrows her dress to go out. So she gets in this cab mm. and then she's driving with the cab and then the cab gets a flat tire and he says it's the third flat tire he's gotten today yeah. and there's nothing he could do about it. So there's a bus stop a hundred meters away. I don't know what a hundred meters means. Is that a mile? Is that two miles? I have no idea. No, okay. I don't know but so she had to walk to this bus stop. So, okay. So she's walking to this bus stop, right? And then there's this guy. And this guy starts following she her. She sees him in the dark, and she hears a clatter from the fucking rat man. So yeah. she's, like, seeing and hearing both of these things at the same so time. So she's freaking out. So she goes and she runs into the abandoned building, right? Because she's scared. This is where okay. it's really good, too, by the way, guys. Yeah. So she, she goes and, like, she hides, right? And then the guy comes in, and he's flashing his knife. He's like, yeah, I got a knife. But he wasn't talking. That's just me, you know, trying to narrate. And she's she hunches down. And she literally has pearls on, and she's literally clutching her pearls, right? And then she <laughs> But you clutches- see him, before you say this, he's outside. He does this thing that's a really cool shot. They don't show his face. They just show his chest, and they show his hand like they would with a good giallo, okay? He's dragging his knife outside, and it's this really effective shot of just him dragging the knife while she's like inside panicking and she's hearing rustling inside and also him outside so she's like kind of losing her mind Mm -hmm. and they have the camera on an angle on certain parts in this part and the fog is outside it looks really nice it looks cool it's scary the lighting was just kind of very 80s style you know like to me it looked good this was like a tense moment so she's clutching her pearl so hard that her pearls break and one by one they smash into the ground so the guy can hear it but what does the guy also hear the guy also hears the rat no she sees the rat she sees the rat but he hears the rat so he's like fuck this shit and he fucking takes off because this rat goes hog hog shit on this lady and starts ripping her fucking face off and shit (laughs) Well, it tears into, this is what she does. She gets into the closet because she first runs into the building, locks the door, hides behind the door. Then she hears something. So she runs and sits on a bed in the middle of the floor and like it cowers. And then she hears him break in the door and she runs and goes and hides in a closet. And then she starts hearing the squeaking noise in the closet while she's in there waiting. And that's when she's grabbing her pearls and they fall and he hears that. And he starts to come running, but then he hears the screech of the fucking mouse attacking her, and he runs. That's what happened. And it starts to bite her leg, and you can't tell. I'm pretty sure it's her leg because you see a lot of dress. It's either that or her stomach. I don't know what it was. But then they show her head. She doesn't even have a dress on. It totally ripped the whole dress off. I don't know what it was, but it looked like clothing. She she looks down in the closet, in a dark closet supposedly, but she can see in it for some reason. And you can see its eyes in a bag or something. Isn't that what it was? I don't remember that. It looked terrible. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll try to put the scene up on, on the thing if I can get it done. I always forget. I know. <laughs> but I'll try to do it. I'll try to put some old ones up too. Just on the, on the TikTok so you guys can see it and then the reels or whatever. Honestly, really great scene in this one movie. That's basically going to be the best thing you're going to see in this movie. 
They apparently later on, though, they find out that that guy, he gets arrested somehow. I don't know how he gets arrested, but they don't find the rat in this whole fucking movie. They didn't know it was a rat. They so. didn't know it was a rat, even though they keep saying, well, it seems like it's it was bitten by an animal, well, a runaway animal. It doesn't make sense. So they're trying to make sense of it. This is how people get arrested innocently all the time. What am I trying to make sense of shit? So in the beginning of the movie, we're introduced to Mark, the photographer. And like two or three other girls who are like on the beach taking pictures. Some of them are new because he's kind of a sleaze bag a little bit. And they kind of talk about it in the movie, which is even in real life. I know some photographers that have been a little sleazy. Uh, not saying that all my friends are photographers. Please understand. I just want to make sure you understand. But yeah, they treat this guy like the stereotype is. And of course, he's like got new girls and older one that's a pro and she's like hamming it up in front of the camera and she finds a human skull tucked in between the rocks. They don't explain why it's there, just that it's there. And so what does Mark and all the girls do? They decide not to tell the police about it, not make a big deal about it. So they go get drunk and they go out and do their thing. That's when that girl went out by herself, mm -hmm. got killed. They decide that that girl never showed up, so they were just going to go on with the fucking trip anyway. <laughs> I think they find another body in the jungle or something like mm -hmm. that, like an arm or something that's like hanging out of a cave or something like that. They don't tell the police again about the situation, right? Right. And they just keep going about their business, their day. Like, it's they no big deal. They got money to make. They got shit to do. Right. It's all about the money. It's all about them Benjamins or whatever bot that they're using, you know. <laughs> Uh, and then the other thing is the weird thing is is on this other story we got uh, David Warbeck's character Fred who meets up with um, Terry is her name the sister oh I don't know who's been called out by the police to say hey your sister's dead and we know it's her because she's got blonde hair and, and your dress on and your dress on and I don't know how they knew that but apparently you know, they thought she was dead. So she goes in there and she's like, this isn't my sister. <laughs> and they're like, what? They Who said she, she was an American, though. And she was like, yeah, there's probably other Americans here. Like, <laughs> the fuck? It's not my sister, you dumb fuck. She's all like sad and upset. She flies all the way out to come find her sister. And they're like, oh, she must have she must have gone somewhere. So they find out from some hotel clerk that she's gone to the jungle to go take better pictures. And that's when she runs into that. And then they go and find another dead body. And they're like, oh, this is your sister again. They tell her that. This isn't my sister. She's like, this isn't my sister. Are you guys fucking with me here? Like, and I'm like, <laughs> and this fucking Fred guy who just happened to catch a cab with her is now like constantly staying in every hotel she's staying in. He's like made it, Look, uh, you know, he's, he's an author and he's going to, he's going to use the story. Right. That's what she he's tagging along for. And, you know, a woman can't be solving crimes and stuff by herself in 1986. Well, they do make that very apparent when she's like, oh, God, Fred, please save me. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. And the <laughs> other one, like, too. They said it like two or three times. And the other one, too, uh, when the, the other sister ran to the photographer. Mark, to, yeah. yeah. Mark to save her. When Marilyn ran to Mark. That's right. When she finds all the holes in him. On yep. the bed and yep. shit. Dude, there were some scenes where you see the rat like climbing up the fucking curtain and shit. And he's like hiding up there. Mm -hmm. I don't know how he gets it's around freaky. so fast, but like. Movie magic. Yeah, he's apparently very agile, but not on the screen. 
just when he's not on the screen. They show little edges, little things that move around and stuff, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny. Um, there is a little bit of trivia on this, though, that I didn't get to. David Warbeck's voice is not his in this movie. There's We watched the dub version. They was, dubbed him? Yeah. So they dubbed an English actor. With an American accent? With an American accent, ah, I think. That's funny. And it, it's pretty bad. But, it's, you get used to it after but a while. the doctor was British, had a British accent. So he could be British, but the other guy couldn't be British. Right. Okay. Um, so Nelson De La Rosa played Ratman. He was a huge Red Sox fan. Hmm. He was introduced to uh, Pedro Martinez, who was on the uh, team, I guess, you know, by a mutual friend. And they, they're both Dominican Republicans and became friends. And then he became a regular presence in the team's clubhouse in the playoffs of the 2004 season in which the Red Sox won their first ever World Series in 86 years. Oh, so that was a big that was a big uh, thing there. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. uh, Nelson De La Rosa also he was uh, certified in the Guinness Book of World Records as one of the world's smallest man in 1990. It was not a true fact, actually. Gol Muhammad, who was born 1957, about 10 years after him, uh, he lived to 1997. He was uh, an, an Indian man who was measured at one foot, 10 and a half inches. That's short. Yeah, in 1990. And a more recent record holder is even shorter, Lin Yu Che, who is in born 1973 of Taiwan, who was measured two foot, two and a half. Wait, I don't understand. Wait, wasn't the other guy one foot ten? Yeah, inches? that's what it's saying here, but I'm confused. Maybe they wrote the words wrong or something. Or Did he die? Oh, it's a record holder from because they're alive. Did he die? Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. I guess when he was first examined in 1987, he weighed about 15 pounds, and his chest was about 17 and a half inches wide, mm-hmm. wow. and, and his waist was 16 inches. But by the time of the filming in Doctor, the island of Dr. Moreau, he weighed about 22 pounds. He was born in 1968 and lived all the way to 2006. Oh, wow. So, hmm. where the Red Sox shot him out of a cannon for their... No, I'm just kidding. Oh my, I'm that's horrible, Alex. <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, no, that's cool, though, about the Red Sox thing. I, I thought that was cool. I didn't yeah, realize that, cool. that. Like, that's kind of recent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I remember when that... Because that was a big deal. Everybody wouldn't shut up about that. And everybody was Red Sox fans all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm not even a, a fucking... That basketball, I don't baseball. Even, no, what is it's that? Baseball. What is that? NFL. <laughs> it's ping pong. NHL. What it's is ping it? Ping pong championships, honey. Uh, but yeah, I'm not even a sports fan. But you know, I kind of remember that, right? You know. So, um, what other scenes can we talk about? I thought the ending was kind of crazy. Well, let's not talk about the ending just yet. Okay. There was a scene in the movie. I do remember that they were talking about how the rats procreate very fast. And they weren't sure if he was, like, able to procreate or not. So mm-hmm. they were worried that there would be all these, like, poisonous rat men. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the rat man is poisonous on top of being kind of super strength uh, rat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, that's so agile that's like a ninja. So they were really worried about it. It just kind of made me laugh because I was like... 
you know, when you think about that, you're like, procreate. Like, I don't know. <laughs> What's he going to sleep with? You know what I mean? If he's one of a kind, you know? Right. Like, are they going to have to create a rat woman and it's going to be like the seed of rat man? Yeah. <laughs> the bride of rat man. You know, like. Ew. There was also the scene where she's like in the doctor's office because I think it was Marilyn by herself. She, mm-hmm. she gets a gun somehow that the doctor has. And he had told her that there was no phone there. Mm-hmm. But she finds one anyway, right? Right. She did. It was on the floor. Right. And so she starts to pick it up. And she's like, I don't know what to dial. <laughs> so she doesn't call anyone. <laughs> and then the rat man shows up and jumps up on the fucking table. And she's like, blam, 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 blam. Like firing the gun, like empties the gun on the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Misses every shot. Just <laughs> the, like a star. Just, board. What? what do they call stormtrooper? Just like a stormtrooper. Oh, I was like, what? But yeah, she misses every shot. I'm like, Jesus Christ, lady. But I guess that's just how agile he is. But they show like a scene of him hopping from one chair to another part down on the floor, like very slowly. Mm-hmm. They didn't even speed it up or anything. It was just like hop, hop. Here I come. I'm a coming. I'm going to get you. Yeah. Like I'm very agile. <laughs> <laughs> um, the funny thing is, is that the whole time, Fred and Terry, Terry has the perseverance. Fred is like, I'm not going to give up on your sister. God damn it. He's like, we should go to the doctor's office and see if maybe they ended up there somehow. Maybe somebody got hurt and they needed to get care. So he, they went to the doctor's office. So we need to go there. And she's like, you know what? I'm a little tired. <laughs> so her perseverance has a limit. <laughs> but good for fucking Fred, because if they didn't, they wouldn't. Have found her dead. Wouldn't have found her dead. (laughs) But she's alive while this is happening, while this whole thing is happening. And so when they show up, she literally has been killed moments before. And how does she die? They have a scene where he is, he busts through a wall. He's like clawing through a door (laughs) and he makes a hole and he gets through. And then there's like, she gets to another door and she pushes the fridge in front of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's this part where they like open the fridge and she and you think that like he's going to jump out of the fridge. Right. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, it doesn't happen. And she just drinks a nice cold soda and then takes a nap on the floor. And then when she wakes up, she was like, you know what? I need another soda. <laughs> and so she goes in the fridge and he's like, ah! <laughs> that was funny. That was a funny fake out. It wasn't yeah. scary at all or a jump scare at no, all. No, but it was just funny. <laughs> but that's when she gets torn to shreds and they go in and they find her fucking mutilated on the floor. And this is the funny part is when they go back to the detectives, they're like, well, we found her sister. You know, <laughs> no thanks to you. He's like, yeah, but we're dealing with a maniac. And he's like, what? You've never had to deal with someone that killed somebody before? <laughs> He's like, what kind of fucking inspectors? He's like, you don't know. We don't know who did it. And Fred's like, you guys are fucking dumb and and can't catch him. He's like, it, it, he's like, it's a maniac, though. I keep telling you. And he's like, how are we supposed to catch? Him? He's like, how are we supposed to catch him, Fred? And Fred is like, something about this case just doesn't add up. <laughs> and Marilyn, Marilyn is like, look, I'm done with this. Can I have my sister's personal effects? And you see a woman in the back, like about to open a bag in the station and Ratman scratches her throat real quick. And she and hides her under the table. Yeah. Well, you just she just falls behind the desk in, op- in the open <laughs> and then <laughs> goes Such a sneaky little. Yeah. A little baby. sneaky little rat, little rata, little baby, baby rat, little rata. <laughs> uh, 
but he goes back in the bag and then the cop comes to pick up her bag. He hides in the bag while Fred and Terry are saying their goodbyes. They get on the plane together. She checks in her bag and you see the plane take off. And all of a sudden you hear. And then everybody's screaming. Yeah. <laughs> if the plane would have blown up, I would have been happy. That would have been better. That would have been amazing. Yeah. Maybe I should make the ending, you know. Like... Yeah, you should redo the ending. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. That was kind of funny. It was funny. Yeah, you liked it? I liked it. You liked ending. it better than the other movie, though? I don't know. It's weird. They're, They're both, both different, yeah. They're worth seeing yeah, just know. to see if you like weird shit. I don't want to see any of them again. I think you should watch them, though, just to say, hey, I watched this and I can't believe this happened. Yeah, this is a wild movie. Uh, both of them are. I've seen better, like, so bad it's good films, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. sort of weird as fuck wonder. But um, yeah, I would love to hear what you guys think of these movies. If you've seen them, if you've even heard of them, are you going to watch them now and then give us a shout out um, because we led you down the weirdest fuck wonder path and uh, you found uh, these wonderful films that everybody can talk about and that Clint Eastwood will hate us for. Fuck Um, that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we uh, we love you guys. Thank you so much for sticking around for this episode. Love to hear what your thoughts are on these movies are. If any of them sound interesting to you, if you found any part of this episode interesting whatsoever, please give us a review. Please go to, you know, Apple Podcasts or Spotify to give us a rating or any of the the sites or places that you listen to this podcast on to help us reach more people. That will help us out a great deal. Christina will love you. Sure. She doesn't love anything. I'm Heartless. Just, I'm Soulless. just kidding. Yeah. But yeah, we will be back next week for. It's halfway to Halloween, bitches. Halfway to Halloween. Get your candy and your bowls out, but don't open your door because it's not time yet. <laughs> you can dress if you want, but just, you know, leave that leave, door behind. Because if your friends don't dance. Yeah. And if they don't like candy, well, then they're no, no friends, friends of mine. mine. <laughs> But anyway, we got some movies picked out for you guys. We're going to be watching Halloween 3, the obligatory entry in the Halloween franchise, and Haunt, which came out on Shudder. I think you can watch it there. You can also rent it uh, online. So if you have Shudder, you can watch that. I think both of them are on there, now that you think of it. But Ryan got us the 4K of it a while ago, and uh, we wanted to watch it because we figured, hey, it's Halloween. Halfway to Halloween, Halloween. and those are two Halloween movies. So can't say that we're going to do the same for Halloween when uh, Voidtober comes (laughs) around, but it's halfway to Voidtober technically, Christina. Oh, yeah, it is. Should say that. Yeah, we'll say that. We're just disorganized, so. But anyway, love you guys. Thank you. See you next time. We'll be back next week for Halfway to Halloween, Halfway to Voidtober, and as always, Long Live the Void.